You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. How are you? I hope you're well. I hope you're fine. I hope you're in nice, comfortable surroundings. Uh, This is part two in a two-part episode in which I'm talking to Paul Taylor about management speak and corporate jargon. Uh, Paul used to work for Apple uh, Computers, the big corporation that we know. Um, And uh, while he was there, he often used to hear people using this kind of weird language um, of uh, the corporate world, which we can call corporate jargon or management speak. It's a sort of uh, a phenomenon that happens in the workplace in English. And in the first part of this episode, we basically talked about what is management speak? What is corporate jargon? Is it a bad thing? Why do people get so annoyed and irritated by it? Why do people use management speak at work? And what are some of the arguments for and against it? Most of the arguments really seem to be against management speak, including arguments proposed by people who uh, work for the, the plain English movement. Um, If you want to hear all of that commentary, you can just go to the previous episode of of Luke's English Podcast and check it out. Uh, What you're going to hear in this episode is the continuation of my conversation with Paul. And in this one, we actually look specifically at some of the the more well-known and well-hated examples of management speak. So we're going to go through a list. In fact, we're going to explain lots of the terms that you heard me use at the very beginning of the previous episode. That's when I kind of did a little monologue, which included loads of management speak and lots of annoying jargon. So uh, we're going to go through all of that step by step and explain all of it to you. Okay, Um, so that's it for this introduction. I'm now going to uh, play you the rest of the conversation and it's going to start right now. Now, I've got a list here right. of jargon. I've got a fairly long list. Is this on uh, the list of the stuff that you said at the beginning? Um, this is um, Most of the things in this list are in that uh, load of nonsense that I said at the beginning of the episode. Um, or, alternatively, we could go through the, the script of the stuff that I said to you, yeah, and we can decode it. That might be useful, yeah. Yeah, okay, maybe we can do that. And then um, if there's any other time or expressions left over that we haven't tackled... Okay, then. All right. Um, So what I said to you at the beginning of the episode, Paul, was, um, hi, Paul, Uh, I just wanted to touch base with you in order to get all our ducks in a row. So the first one was to touch base. Yeah, which we, I think we mentioned already, right? Which was uh, to to meet up or... um, It it, it sort of means to just talk to someone, doesn't it? Just to catch up. Just, I, I, I just need to speak to you. Yeah, that's it. So that's one of the most unpopular... Examples yeah, of this base. kind of language. I don't even know where that would. I can't even think about where that would come from. Touch base. As is I said earlier, it feels like a, a a baseball thing where you touch base. You know, like when you're running around the baseball field and yeah. then you touch the base in order to. I don't know. But it doesn't doesn't really make much sense to me. It's not that clear. I think this is a good example of annoying management speak. Yeah. I just wanted to touch base with you, Paul, uh, just to you know, just to make sure all our ducks were in a row. Ducks Why are you are in talking a row? about all my ducks being in a row? <laughs> to get all our ducks in a row. How do you understand that? Uh, for me, that's just to, to to make sure that we've got everything correctly aligned. See, aligned is one of those bollocks terms as well. Aligned? Let's, let's, yeah. Well, I, 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 we used to, I just hear it a lot. But uh, Aligned for me is just a formal word, but it's not necessarily a nonsense word. Yeah, I think, get I ducks think it, in a row is just to make sure that, well, I guess we're on the same page, or to make sure that everything is correct. Yeah, I've, I've got 
my definition is to be organised and to be in line with everyone else. Yeah. So if all of our ducks are in a row, it means that we're you aligned. and I are aligned and we're thinking mm. about exactly the same things and we're going to be doing exactly the same things. <laughs> you know. So, 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 but why are we talking about ducks in a row? I, I mean, it, what people find annoying about that, I imagine, is that it sounds a bit patronising. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's not. It's not like kiddie, a kiddie's bath time. Yeah. We don't have like yellow ducks, and we're putting them in a line. Yeah. Don't be patronising. Let's just say I wanted to talk to you just to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Because I think that's what it is. It, the other way of saying I wanted to get all our ducks in a row. The, basically, what they're saying is I want to just make sure that you're doing the the job correctly. Yeah. And it sounds like it, it's very much an expression of power, isn't it? Mm. If I say, I just wanted to, you know, just to uh, make sure all our ducks are in a row, instead of saying, I'm just uh, talking to you just to establish that I'm the boss and I want you to be doing this job in the way, in the that, way I that I yeah. expect make you sure to Make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's this passive aggressive, isn't mm. it? Because if your ducks are not in a row, what's going to happen? The boss is going to say, well, Paul, I think that you might need to have a look at the way that you're approaching, you know, this issue. Mm. And what he really means is, you're doing it wrong. I want you to do it like this. Exactly. And so, ducks in a row. People find it insincere. I had anyway. an Italian friend that got that mixed up really? with another corporate jargon, which yeah. is to go down a rabbit hole. Go, go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Which uh, so, and this happened. On, this happened in a meeting where, uh, essentially, going down a rabbit hole means that you're going off topic. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, we're talking about a certain <laughs> thing and then we're suddenly going down a rabbit hole uh-huh. and my Italian friend was confused at some stage. He, <laughs> he didn't know what was going on and he just, and at some stage, like about five minutes later, I think one of the phrases came up again and he just said, he just, he just stopped there and was like, sorry, I, why are we putting the ducks in the rabbit hole? <laughs> <laughs> don't put your ducks in a rabbit hole. That's the last thing you should be doing. Uh, ducks in a line and don't no rabbit holes. Yeah. I think I go down a rabbit hole on Luke's English podcast uh, Yeah, probably do, yeah. yeah. All right, so ducks in a row. Okay, ducks in a row. There we go. Let's peel back the onion. <laughs> I've not heard that one, but I, know, I, I can get... <laughs> I can gather what it means. Let's peel back the onion. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's peel... dig deeper. Yeah, let's, let's take a deep dive. <laughs> really let's take a deep dive on this one so let's peel back the onion we know that an onion has many layers to it so i suppose to peel back the onion is to like go deep into a subject mm. and look at all of the details in a deep uh, way a deep dive that's one that we always used to use a deep dive yeah let's let's take a deep dive into this topic okay which makes it sound a lot more fun than it probably is <laughs> yeah. but, but sometimes that's kind of good that in a meeting you want the meeting to be a bit more fun and enjoyable you don't want to necessarily go through your day saying right let's look at all of the details you know it sounds so boring okay let's take a, let's take a deep dive on this one Paul yeah. it's going to peel back the onion uh, look under the bonnet of this baby well I'd like I'd like in that meeting for everyone to have an onion and we just start peeling an onion it'd stink though wouldn't it can you imagine the smell it would smell people would be crying but then you could wear the, go- the goggles from the deep dive we're going to take a deep dive so you get your <laughs> Your, your mask prepared uh, and then you start opening the onion and then you don't cry because... Right. Yeah. <laughs> we could, what we should do, Paul, is make up a bunch of new corporate jargon and try and try and make it work. So anyway, to peel back the onion, I think uh, we understand that. It's like remove layers of the onion yeah. to go deeper. And let's have a good look under the bonnet. Oh, I've not heard that one, but again, that probably means a similar thing. It's, it does. It means the same thing. So... Uh, to have a look under the bonnet, the bonnet of the car is obviously the, the, the front part of the car and you lift the bonnet in order to look at the engine. So if you have a good look under the bonnet, it's basically to analyse the situation. Yeah. Or American English would be the hood. Yeah. yeah have yeah. a good look under the hood. 
Yeah. So let's have a good look under the bonnet on this podcast situation, yeah. which just means let's analyse the, the podcast mm-hmm. situation. At the end of the day, we brought you on board here because we think that you bring a lot to the table. Yeah, I bring a lot to the table. So, well, I bring onions to the table. I bring masks to the table so that we can, <laughs> so we can peel them back and then take a deep dive. Bring a lot to the table just means I've got a lot of skills. You bring a lot to the table. It just means, that, yeah, you, you've got a specific set of skills. You've got a, <laughs> you've got a very specific set of skills. Uh, um, also, at the end of the day, people say that a lot. At the well, end of the day. You know, Paul, it's like a footballer's thing, isn't it? Well, at the end of the day, you know, I've gone out there. I've just, you know, I've, done, I've let my feet do the talking. And, uh, you know, I've done my best. Uh, the manager, you know, the boss has told us to just go out there and have fun. At the end of the day. And at the end of the day, I've taken the ball on the half volley. And I've and I've hit it on I've hit it first time and there it is in the back of the net and at the end of the day you know I'm I'm very pleased to have you know had this result today so at the end of the day none of that happened at the end of the day it happened in the afternoon yeah exactly um so at the end of the day is just it be, it basically means ultimately mm. ultimately I think that that's important mm. some of you may see the acronym at some stage e- uh, some stage some what. <laughs> What happened to your English? Some of you may uh, see the acronym at some stage. Or now I, what? It's, it was a mixture between, do you know what I mean? Like basically at some stage, yeah. uh, some stage, uh, EOD. 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 Like, EOD. Can, I, EOD. Can, can I have this report by EOD? Right. And uh, I didn't know what EOD meant uh, until it was end of day. End of day. So can you get me this report by EOD, by end of day? So it's not the end of the day. It's literally end of day. Yeah, but that's quite clear, isn't it? Because he's yeah. saying, I want the report by the end of the day. Mm. So it. Uh, EOD. But it's wrong, because it's Is it? by EOD, All right. by end of day. That's not c- correct English if you speak. If you were to speak to somebody, is that a correct English? Well, if I say, hello, Paul, I uh, just wanted to ask you, can you make sure you get the report uh, on my desk by end of day? Like, what what, what happened to the, the and. and of? <laughs> oh, you got of. The and of just fucked off. Yeah. Uh, it's like, um, yeah. can you get that report on my desk by end of day? No, sorry, that's not, not possible. What about tomorrow beginning of day? I could get it on your desk by the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, that I can do. I can't do anything by he end of day. He just doesn't like the word the. Yeah. What's wrong with the word the? It's a useful word. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that's not so bad. It's just an abbreviation. Yeah. Um, and it's not an idiom. But the, at the end of the day, you know, we've done this and we've done that. Well, mm. no, you didn't do any of those things at the end of the day. And why mm. is it? Why is, why it's are not even the end of the day now, as we're yeah, speaking. Yeah, why are things different at the end of the day? It's like, you know, we all we all think this for the whole, you know, like 23 and a half hours. And then just before midnight, it's like, wait a minute, everything's changed mm. at the end of the day here. It just means ultimately. Um, we've brought you on board. Um, it just means, you know, we've we've involved you. We've we've yeah. We've brought you into the project because we think you bring a lot to the table it's just like you know you 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 bring lots of skills or experience or value it's very very image based isn't it to bring you on board sounds like on a boat like Mm -hmm. to bring somebody like you would say on board welcome on board either this flight or this this ship like on board bring you on board there's a table on board you're bringing a lot onto the table on board like onions uh, it's just a very image-based uh, phrase so really? far. I like it. Paul, you know, what we feel like you've done is you've brought a lot of onions onto the table. <laughs> so let's peel those bad boys back. <laughs> All right, so to bring a lot to the table. And I think that impacts favourably on our key market component players. So here we've got some Jeez. real corporate jargon. Yeah, we Impacts, meaning it, it has a good effect. Yeah. Uh, it impacts favourably, meaning mm. it has a, a favourable effect on our key market component players. 
what are our key market component players? Well, that is kind of bullshit, really, and mm. I, I did that on purpose. Uh, key market components. <sighs> I, I've got no the, the The other word that I might have used, which is another corporate jargon on that, is um, on our stakeholders. Right, stakeholders is... is uh, I don't know if that counts as... Uh, corporate jargon. jargon but it is a specialist term yeah because a stake what is a stakeholder somebody's holding mm. a stake mm. like what I don't even know visually mm. again there's a, a a person holding a stake in the ground I guess or a, a stake that they're going to eat <laughs> on the table with the onions right we're getting there <laughs> uh, but yeah a key Sta- market component players would be just important people that are that have a, an interest in the business right yeah it's basically the same as stakeholders yeah or people who are important <laughs> to uh it's usually customers that are important so for me our key market component players are my listeners basically I just have this, if, if, <laughs> this visual image of a guy holding a fried steak in his hand with an onion yeah. uh, on a table my on, a, on, a, on board a boat yeah stakeholders for a big company like a company like apple the stakeholders are usually the people that have bought shares yeah. And have a in, are invested in the company, but there's the if we look at the word stakeholder, so it, it's not stake s t e a k of course it's s t a k s t a k e holders, and it's got several meanings. One of them is yet yeah, the more pure meaning is the is that the people who've bought shares or or bought a stake in the company shareholders, <laughs> but also stakeholders can mean anyone who has some vested interest yeah. in the company. And that includes the staff who work in the company mm-hmm. and also means the customers who, who like to buy the products. Exactly. So so that's stakeholders. But here we have key market component players. Key just means important. And market component players just means people in the market. So customers, or in this case, listeners for the podcast. And I think there is something that we can leverage. And this is something that we can leverage to bring about greater penetration so to leverage something uh, just means to multiply it, to make it bigger. And we use it in the sense of like a lever. You know the way uh, if you've got, um, uh, uh, okay, if you've had a, uh, like a puncture in your, yeah. your car, the car tire has lost all its air. You need to change the tire. Then you will put a jack under the car. You know those things that we use to lift the car off the ground? You stick it under. And how do you lift the car? There's a lever. And you, you move the lever up and down and it lifts the car off the ground. So that's, the, the, that's what a lever is as part of the Or you can just mechanism. get a really, really muscly guy Mr. Jack. Yeah, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Just Jack comes in. (laughs) Jack comes in uh, after he's eaten his steak um, with onions and uh, he lifts the car up. But to leverage something is is basically to to try and multiply something in the same way that that a lever raises something off the ground. You could also sometimes just uh, change it to use. Like people would say, oh, Paul, uh, we're going to leverage your language skills in this project, we're right. going to leverage your language skills, which basically means we're going to use your language skills, or we're going to take advantage of ah. your language skills. So we're going to use your language skills in order to multiply something, like mm. maybe success, or just we're going to leverage your language skills. Yeah. So we're going to use your language skills to open doors. Yeah, or if it was just like, oh, you know, we're gonna, we've got a, a meeting in Spain. Well, Paul, we're going to leverage your language skills for this one. Right. Or we're going to use them. We're going to take advantage of the fact that you speak. A language. Use it yeah. as leverage. Oh, that's another phrase. Right. But it basically, it means using a tool in order to uh, gain, to get gains, to gain things. Mm-hmm. 
in this case, using your 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 French or Spanish to leverage would be to mm. you know use it as a way of getting more business or something like yeah. that. Anyway, to leverage something we can leverage, something we can uh, increase or raise or use to increase something. Um, uh, to, to bring about greater penetration. Now, penetration or market penetration, uh, it just means going into the market in more depth. And mm-hmm. it sounds a bit sort of sexual, don't you think? <laughs> market penetration. What we need to do is streamline our key market component. Um, uh, 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 I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure that if I, if I was clever enough, I could think about some sort of very sexualized uh, management speech Oh yeah, well, you know to peel back the layers of the onion and then achieve full market penetration, mm. resulting in, you know, whatever. Anyway, so penetration, pushing our growth potential above and beyond just the low hanging fruit. What is low hanging fruit, Paul? Uh, <clears throat> imagine a tree and uh, a fruit tree, like an apple tree, which is also known as an orchard. No, that's the no, whole that's thing. The, yeah, uh, the an orchard. apple tree, whatever. Yeah. An apple tree, and then at the, at the bottom of the tree, you'll have ripe fruit that's low-hanging, so the fruit that's actually low is just easier to, to, to get to. Yeah. Um, and so in the business sense, it means... Uh, it, it usually, I've, I've, um, I've heard about it in the sense where th- there might be a problem or a set of problems related to something, and people might be like, oh, well, let's not go for the low-hanging fruit, as in let's not, ta- let's, not talk- let's not talk about the problems that are just the easy ones. Let's talk about the bigger problems right. um, at the root of the, of, of the, of the thing. So, yeah, yeah low-hanging fruit is the e- it's another way for saying easy. So the easy things... Could be the easy business from customers, or it could be the easy solutions to problems. Yeah. So just the easy things, the low hanging fruit, which you can just easily take, mm. and push things into the stratosphere. Well, the stratosphere is obviously in space. It's like you know, way, 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 way high up in the sky. Mm. So it's basically if you say stratosphere or stratospheric, it means you know very high achievement. Uh, I'm talking about streamlining. Mm. So it's streamlining just means making things more efficient. Mm-hmm. And it could be streamlining processes that you use. You know, people talk about stuff like Kaizen and all that. It's a management, it's a production th- oh. theory from Japan. Okay. It's like a streamlined form of, of, of problem solving. So streamlining, yeah, making things more efficient. And it could mean streamlining a company sometimes means Getting, getting rid of people. Getting rid of people. Mm. So that's one thing that people will find annoying. Yeah, you know, we're gonna we're looking at streamlining the uh, you know the human resources department. We're, we're, so you're going to just fire some people or yeah. not fire them, uh, make them redundant. I'm talking synergy. Synergy just means making things work together. Mm-hmm. And with yourself on board, we can push our stra- we can push the strategic staircase all the way up to eleven. <laughs> so the strategic staircase basically is a business plan. Okay, a business strategy. They call it the strategic staircase. Right, I've right? not heard that one before. Um, all, the, all the way up to 11. So by 11, you know, it just means up to the highest level. Uh, and that, that actually comes from a film, um, Spinal Tap. Which oh, is it? You might know, yeah. Uh, it's, that's another story. I'm talking 110%. So sometimes people use these ridiculously high percentages. Yeah. Like 110%, which is not really possible no it's i mean it's possible in certain you know the only time yeah. when more than 100 percent is possible is when you're talking about like profit like our profit rose 150 percent, which means it went up the same amount but more yeah which but you can't say oh i've given it 150 percent. i'm going to uh, give it 110 percent effort that that's yeah that's not impossible that's not possible you can't um 
that's part of our DNA at Luke's English Podcast. Mm. If something's part of your DNA, it just means it's like an intrinsic part of who you are. But usually companies don't have DNA. So no. it seems a bit ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it's really part of our DNA here at uh, LEP Solutions. Wait a minute. You don't have... It's a company. It doesn't have DNA. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. Um, the founding blocks or the founding... Yeah. It's, it's part of our core values. Yeah. Even that sounds a bit wanky. Mm. We're all about cascading relevant information. Cascading. Cascading. That means sharing good uh, knowledge. It, it, but in a specific way, like in, instead of just sharing the knowledge, it means that it's come from one manager to then his, his direct report to then his direct report to then his. Uh, so right. it's cascading down. It's not. It's not just like a free for all, like pool of information. The information is being cascaded from from higher management to then lower management to lower management. It keeps uh, going down. So cascading just means to means going from top to bottom. Yeah. Like when the information comes down. Yeah. Okay. All right. And branching out across new frontiers. Branching out just means, well, it's like the branches. Expanding. Yeah. yeah, good. And uh, and Web 2.0 platforms, I think we know, that's just like, you know, the more advanced forms of, of, of websites and, yeah. and apps. I think we're on, like, we should be on 3.0 at least by Is now. It, do you reckon? I know. It feels like Web 2.0, the phrase came out about 10 years ago. Yeah. I still don't really know the difference between normal web and Web 2.0. Uh, it's just a bollocks term for saying newer technologies more complex web-based technologies Mm. um i'm sure that one of my listeners can explain what the difference is between web and web 2.0 please leave a comment in the sections below yeah you can you just let us know uh i thought i'd reach out to you Mm. that's one of the the Mm. the the classic ones that people hate i thought i'd just reach out to you paul Mm. what do you what do you dislike about that i just if you're going to reach out actually reach out actually reach out and touch me yeah, you know, reach out with your hands and and grab me. So re- reaching out suggests a, a great effort has been made to bridge some huge gap, <laughs> right? So I'm reaching out with my hand, stretching my hand in order to contact fact, you. It's like it's like the end. Of, it's like the end of an Indiana Jones movie yeah, or something. Exactly. And if I don't reach out to you, then you're going to fall into a huge yeah, hole. Yeah, it's like in at the, the end of uh, in one of the Star Wars is when uh, Luke's about to fall down. Uh, yeah, Han Solo's uh, going to fall into the Sarlacc pit and Luke Skywalker reaches out or yeah. someone, re- Lando Calrissian reaches out to save Han Solo from the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, or there's somebody at the end of the uh, Empire Strikes Back when they're on the cloud bit and uh, yeah, Luke falls down, he's only got one arm. Right. And then... Had Lando Calrissian again. Oh, it was him. Was it? Oh yeah, from the Millennium Falcon. Right. And Anyway, and he reaches reach out, out to him to well, save All him. in fact you've done is just sent me a bloody email. Yeah. I just thought yeah. I'd reach out to you, Paul. Can you reach out to New York? Can, you mean just send them send them an email? You mean? Yeah, I'll ping them when I get a chance. <laughs> so reaching out suggests, yeah, that level of emotion and difficulty and so on. Um, when really it's not as dramatic as that. Just send them an email. Mm. That'll do. Um, so we can just have a bit of downtime. Downtime. Mm. It's like informal time rather than like the highly stressed. As opposed to uptown. Uptime. <laughs> uptown <laughs> funk. <laughs> uptime. Uh, up. I've never heard uptime, but no, there is. Up, there there has thing. to be uptime if there's not downtime. Well, I think what people consider to be uptime is the more formal world of meetings, yep. where there's a bit more stress yep. and people have got their ties on and all that shit. And downtime would be more like an informal time where you yep. can talk in a more relaxed manner. It can also be when things aren't as busy, like when I used to work from home. Uh, versus when I was out actually delivering training 
when I was working from home, that was my downtime because right. I wasn't okay. Yeah, stressed out. Right. Um, a helicopter view. Let's get a helicopter view of the situation. Yeah, right. I've never heard that one. I've heard alternations, alternations, alternatives. <laughs> <laughs> alternatives. <laughs> Wow. Uh, What's happened to your English? I don't know. It's got awful. Uh, I'm not listening to your podcast. Yeah, clearly. Uh, 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 Alternative. So helicopter view. I've heard 30,000 foot view. Uh Uh-huh. And I've heard a high level overview as well. Right. Can we get a high level overview? Well, by definition, an overview overview is is high level. Right. So you don't need to say either of You just say, can we get an overview? Yeah. Uh, 30,000 foot view. A helicopter view. Which is probably 10,000 feet. You reckon? Yeah, 30,000 foot is a... It's even higher. It's a jumbo jet. Right. And then there's like a... Sat- is there such a thing as a satellite view? Yeah, there is actually. Or global view. A global view. And the other one was a holistic view. Holistic view. Yeah. There's also the Millennium Falcon view, which is... <laughs> <laughs> you get the view of the whole universe. Then the Death Star view is yeah. like you just see the planet before you just explode it. You blow it up. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm fed up with all the management speak on Earth. Yeah. You know, do it's a good sound effect. And that's then exactly the sound effect there. Yeah. Okay. That's maybe that's what Darth Vader was trying to do. You know, I'm tired of your corporate jargon. Or <laughs> I find your management speak disturbing. You know, maybe that's what turned him to the dark side. I don't know. I think the Wouldn't it be fun if Yoda spoke in, in, in corporate in, jargon? Yeah, like, downtime we will have. <laughs> Cascading relevant information you must achieve, yes. <laughs> Across new frontiers, branching out you must. Reach uh, out to you, I did. Mm. That's for the, uh, for the, for the film uh, Office Wars. It's not Star Wars, it's <laughs> Office Wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to get a helicopter view just to make sure nobody drops the ball going uh, forward. Drops the ball. To, if you drop the ball, it just means you make a mistake or you mm. do something wrong. And then there we, we have the classic going forward, which we've already dealt with. I think you know what I'm talking about. Feedback says that restructuring has been going very well. So restructuring is a bit like streamlining or changing mm. the, the organization of the, um, the the company. I mean, this the, clearly, Paul, this is not a come to Jesus <laughs> moment. Have you ever heard of a come to Jesus moment? <laughs> yeah. Actually, there was a, a, a time when that happened. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, I don't know, we were having a training session and the people that were helping us in the training session uh, weren't necessarily being as, 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 um, as, uh, as good or as serious, taking it as seriously as they should have. Right. So one of my fellow trainers um, stood in front of them and uh, he had his come to Jesus speech. Which was get <laughs> <laughs> right. a come to Jesus speech. So wait a minute, he in the meeting, he was Jesus. Then I suppose. Yeah. It, so these people weren't taking the, the job seriously enough, and he basically went in front of them and would uh, and and you know in in a way we're just like you know you're here. You've been selected from thousands of people to come and help us with this training. Right. Um. From all over the world, we've paid for you to fly over here. You're staying in a five star hotel. You need to be taking it seriously because otherwise, the people who you're training. Uh, they're they're going to be thinking, well, why have they sent these people? Because they're all a bunch of idiots. So we 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 dubbed that his come to Jesus speech, right? And the point of that was to try and convert people um, who to, weren't they weren't taking it seriously. Yeah. So you had to like bring them on board. Come to Jesus. It was a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Oh my God. So this is a come to Jesus moment could be de- defined as a meeting in which one person has to be disciplined and brought back in line there you go. with the philosophy or ethos of the organization <laughs> or a meeting or situation in which a person or organization comes back to the core values, <laughs> often admitting mistakes in the process. So I guess everyone in that training meeting was like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll take it more seriously. Yeah. 
So that was a come to Jesus moment. But it just <laughs> it just sounds so ridiculous to bring Jesus into it. Yeah. Why is Jesus involved? Well, and the, the funny thing is, he was a Mormon. Well, he still oh, is a Mormon. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so it was. Uh, it was a Mormon giving a come to Jesus speech. But isn't doesn't doesn't Jesus appear in the in the Book of Mormon? I don't it, know. Yeah, I think he does. But does I, he? I don't. I don't know. Okay. All right. So I've seen that play. Clearly, this is not a come to Jesus moment, uh, Paul. Far from it. In fact, I think there's no need for much more of a drill down on this one to drill down. It's the same as like deep dive. It's the same as we've, what was the other word? Deep we used dive to, to peel back the onion, peel back the onion, take yeah. a look under the bonnet to drill down into this. Mm. Okay. It's like a deep dive it's to go into, into depth, into details. Um, it'll, it'll, you know, we don't want this to turn into a case of paralysis by analysis. Uh, see, I've not heard that one. Really? Well, I, I have, but I don't know if I know what it means. Paralysis by analysis well, means that by analysing something so much, you become paralysed. Yeah. Um, which I can relate to. I mean, I, I guess some some of my comedy is analysis by... Pal- 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> paralysis by analysis. Yeah, some of that stuff is... Uh, what you mean? Because um, you go into all the minute details of uh, yeah, an- social life and maybe, social etiquette in France. Well, that or I analyse my comedy so much that then it right. becomes not funny do you think so I, well wait a minute you keep saying on the podcast that you're not funny i don't agree i think you are funny first of all and secondly so you think that that sometimes you analyze your your comedy so much to the point where you lose the the funny yeah where i've analyzed the the phrase so much or the you know if it's if it's a if it's a short joke or a short short story i'll be analyzing oh where where can i add a, a, a line in there where can i make it funny and then by the end of it it's a lot less funny than it was when i told it to you just on a right when we were out so it's an analysis a paralysis by analysis yeah not such a bad phrase maybe it's it's kind of i like the, it it's a bit cheesy i suppose you mm. can imagine someone in a meeting going yeah well i think you know we're in danger of uh, paralysis by analysis on this one mm. uh, chaps and then everyone's like oh god did he really just say yeah. paralysis by analysis it just sounds like a cliche yeah. it's like when people say okay everyone uh, just want you to remember um there's no i in team Okay, mm. which is like um, a way of trying to remind everyone that they have to be a team player. One team, one dream. Keep the, the it's the teamwork that makes the dream work. <laughs> <laughs> so let's keep our eyes on the prize, Paul. To keep your eyes on the prize, you know, just keep, to remember the objective. Yeah, keep your eye on the money. Keep your eye on the ball. Yeah, uh, I know what you're thinking, Paul. You're thinking, but Luke, how can we truly push the envelope? Mm. To push the envelope. It's to try and, you know, push things further, to make them better, to try and make progress, okay? But it's a bit weird that we're talking about an envelope. I didn't realise that everything we were doing was in an envelope. Yeah. Anyway, it's Also, it's not very difficult, is it, to just push an envelope? You're just, kind of like, <laughs> you're just pushing an envelope. That's right. There's an envelope on the table. You just push it a bit. Yeah. They're, they're not usually very heavy. Yeah, because push the envelope really means, like, how do we push the limits? How can we, you know, whereas pushing an envelope... <clears throat> yeah, push it... Yeah. Push the envelope is easy, but pushing the limits of the envelope is a bit more difficult. Mm. We need to come up with competitive deliverables. Mm, deliverables. Deliverables. Oh, I hate that word. Right. Because normally you deliver something, mm. right? There's a verb. But now apparently something is deliverable, mm. meaning as an adjective. A and now, deliverable, yeah. And now it's a noun as well. A deliverable or even deliverables. So what are deliverables? Uh, it's things that <clears throat> I guess that are... Uh, tangible, tangible things that you 
Oh, how tangible you... things that you can deliver to customers normally, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or, or internally as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just something tangible that you... It's a finished product. Mm-hmm. It's a deliverable. Okay. Whether a finished product be an email, whether it's a, an actual product like a, a microphone or, a, or an iPhone or something like that. It's, like a, something, it's something that you give to someone else. Okay. It's, it's something you deliver to someone, I suppose. So in terms of externally, it could be the products that you put into the marketplace that customers take. Those are deliverables. <laughs> I'm taking my glasses off because Paul, my Paul, headphones Paul. are hurting my ear. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's... Uh, this is why I don't wear... When I'm out listening to music, I can only put in here... In, <laughs> in here ed- headphones. I'm becoming so French. <laughs> in here headphones. In, 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 in ear headphones. In ear headphones because, because I wear glasses. If I wear over-ear headphones, right. they squash my glasses frames into my ear and it really hurts. Right. Okay, because he, he took... Listeners, he took his glasses off with this expression on his face like, I'm so disgusted by these glasses. <laughs> Actually, I, I think that what's happening is that we're getting overload of corporate nonsense. Yeah, I think it and is. And it's, 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 it's affect- stopping me from speaking English. It's affecting everything. Um, but we're nearly finished, all right? So we've dealt with deliverables, okay? You know, iPods or whatever. But also internally, it could be like a report, could mm. be a deliverable. Uh, multiple platforms, fine. To upscale our market diversity. To upscale something is just to make it better. Mm. Market diversity is just different. Diversity refers to many, many different things. Mm. So if you're talking about market diversity, you just mean, uh, in this case, appealing to uh, many different listeners from different countries and different age groups you know right okay <laughs> moving forward is the same as going forward um you don't beat around the bush paul uh, there's yeah. an idiom that we've had before yeah i've never used that in the corporate world but yeah beating around the bush just to, to say it's you know if you don't beat around the bush it means you just say it straight right mm-hmm. um uh, don't let the grass grow too long on this one okay yeah, i've not heard that but again i can see that being used it just means do it quickly yeah um, don't let the grass grow too long on this one, Paul. What grass? <laughs> I didn't realise there was grass. Anyway, it just means do it early so that you know the grass doesn't grow too long, which is kind of what's wrong with the grass being too long anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. The other thing is, we're going to kick this into the long grass. There's another phrase. Oh, anyway. Is it? anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, unpack these issues, which just means it's a bit like you know, go. What is it? Take a deep dive into yeah. the issues. Peel back the onion. Have an idea shower. An idea shower. Hmm. I tend to have a lot of ideas in the shower. Okay. That's my... But that, what? Some of my most inspirational moments are when I'm in the shower. But that's not ideas. what this means. It doesn't mean, oh. okay, I want, team, I want you all to have a shower together and then uh, see if you can come up with some new ideas. No, that's not what an idea shower is, is it? I don't know. An idea shower is basically a brainstorm. So it just means like let all the ideas come out of your head freely. And let's think outside the box. Yeah. So it just means think in a free, unlimited sort of way. Blue sky thinking, as they say. Um, And uh, think outside the box. Blue sky thinking. And then by end of play, which is... I mean, you said end of day. Mm. But sometimes people say end of play as well, which is like at the end of a game. Um, shoot me over an exit strategy. Oh, where, where's the text gone? Shoot me over an exit strategy. Sh- like, ping me an exit strategy. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, uh, send me, um, like, a plan for how we can get out of a situation. Mm. Um, uh, that will allow for true organic growth, maximizing the potential for upstream stratcom. I mean, stratcom. This is 
to an extent, this episode of the podcast is a bit paralysis by analysis, isn't it? It's like uh, we're drowning in corporate yeah. uh, uh, it's over the top jargon. Now. It's a bit too much. Um, Should we start again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's start the episode uh, again. After an hour. Um, but um, uh, we should probably do some sort of conclusion at the end. I mean, um, you yeah. can see all of the phrases that we've been talking about on the page for this episode of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But um, uh, listeners, we want to know what you think about this subject. Um, if you listen to this and you ever do business with native speakers of English, have you ever noticed any of this kind of weird corporate language or management speak? Have you ever noticed it? Or do you ever find it difficult to communicate with uh, native English speakers? speakers in the corporate world um in your languages as well do you actually have the same thing do you have corporate language or management uh, jargon um management speak um in your first language too and what do generally people feel about that subject as well mm. um yeah i'd like to find out what uh, what people's w- most hated uh, corporate jargon in english is so if you've got a mm. uh, think about if you have worked with people and uh, what's your top one hated jargon in, I, I mean if i could string a sentence together it would be great wouldn't it you know what i mean just comment and uh, let us know what your your most hated corporate jargon phrase yeah. or word is yeah we'd like to know and yeah let us know your top one i like the way <laughs> the top one like uh normally it's the top three top five but no i like that a top one just like what's your favorite bit of uh, corporate jargon that you may have heard in in uh, mm. in the world all right um so yeah paul all right uh, you uh, what are you doing later on? You've got some sort of like script meeting with <laughs> yeah. some, some comedians. Yeah, or something. it's, uh, it's going to be good. And uh, there, will, there will be no corporate talk there. I, that's one of the things, one of my favorite things about not working in a corporate thing anymore is having to listen to all that again. So thanks for making me uh, <laughs> uh, listen to it once again. And hopefully this will be the last time I ever say any of those words in yeah. my life. Yeah, yeah. I just did your head in by reminding you of what how miserable the, the corporate world <laughs> has yeah. been for you, maybe. Um, okay. Okay, that's the end of the. I'm also interested in hearing from any native speakers that might might be listening to this, because yeah. I, I I do get some like some Americans and stuff who want to hear a bit of British English. So if you are a native speaker and you know you have things to say about management speak that haven't already been said, because we've pretty much dealt with the whole subject, I think, then um, then do let us know. Leave your comments on the page for this episode. I think I'm going to play the episode out with. Um, uh, a, a, a track by uh, a guy called uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah, you I know? like Weird Al. Weird, yeah, Weird Al Yankovic. I'm just going to stop talking because I can't speak anymore. You're, Thanks for listening to me, and I'll I'll leave it with Luke. For you're now. all right, Paul. You're all right. Um, who is Weird Al Yankovic? He's um, uh, I know him as a parody singer songwriter. He yeah. creates songs that are usually parodies of uh, other songs that have already been created. Um, uh, like he did uh, the the one that I I know quite well. He did a recent one about happy, actually. Did uh, he? You know, Pharrell Williams is happy, the one that drove everyone crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I'm the first happy. one. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. I'm happy. I'm not that happy. I've heard this song a uh, hundred thousand times. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm annoyed because I'm annoyed. <laughs> anyway, go on. Yeah, he did a, a parody of that. But the first one I heard was uh, a parody of Gangsters Paradise. Right. And uh, the title was uh, an Amish Paradise. Right. And it was a very funny parody. So yeah, he does parody songs. <laughs> he uh, did. Um, he did a, a parody of Michael Jackson's "Beat It," and it was called "Eat It." Oh, it was good. all about food. <laughs> and he's done. Lo- he's he's brilliant actually. He does loads and loads and loads of different parodies of different songs. And this one is called "Mission Statement," 
and it's making fun of corporate language. And so this is Weird Al Yankovic uh, doing mission statement. And the, the musical parody is a parody of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No. Uh, they were like an old band from the 1960s and 70s, and they did sort of hippie music. Um, Neil Young, Graham Nash, Stephen Stills, David Crosby. No? Anyway, this is a, it's a sort of parody of their, of their um, musical style, but full of corporate language and uh, nonsense jargon. Here we go. And leverage our core competencies In order to holistically administrate Exceptional synergy We'll set a brand trajectory Using management's philosophy Advance our market share vis-a-vis our proven methodology With strong commitment to quality Effectively enhancing corporate synergy Transitioning a company by awareness of function Okay, I think you get the idea of, of that, listeners, don't you? So that's uh, that was Weird Al Yankovic uh, doing his track called Mission Statement. And, of course, I strongly recommend that you get his album, um, which you can find on iTunes and other places, and it's called Mandatory Fun. Um, I'm going to put a link to his album on um, on the page for this episode. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic, Mandatory Fun. And um, there are uh, parodies, song parodies of Elvis, the Beatles, Michael Jackson, and all sorts of other things. And it includes uh, that song, Mission Statement, that you just heard. Okay, so go to the page for this episode. You'll find all the details. Um, And that is basically it. Anything else to say, Paul? No, I think that's it. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, corporate jargon. Please, uh, yeah, let us know what your favourite one is. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for you guys learning English, it's just part of the language that you might have to learn if you're thinking about working in business. So... Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Speak to you again soon, listeners. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.